Hello, everybody. Welcome to Characters Here Podcast. I'm your host, Shadai, and I am really excited about this episode. It's really way long overdue. Um, it's about emotions and how do you deal with them? How do you live your life um, without um, turning over to your emotions? And this is one topic that was something I was uh, reading up on in the Bible. Like, um, if you don't know, I've been reading the Bible since December of 2019. And I've been just, at first it just started out as me trying to just figure out what was going on in my life and, and how to deal with things. And then it just led to me deciding to read the Bible from cover to cover. And oh my gosh, I had so many questions as I was reading. Like, I was asking questions like, um, what is the Sabbath? Do I have to have a church home? Do I have to get baptized? Uh, what's a Pharisee? What's a Sadducee? A legalist? What do those parables mean that Jesus was talking about? Why did God require animal sacrifice? Which version of the Bible should I read? What does God hate? What's an abomination? Why did God harden Pharaoh's heart? How long is forever? You know, how do you take um, the context then and compared to today's living, you know, we don't live in huts or, you know, we don't live, uh, we got technology now. Like, how do you live today using the Bible as your guide? Um, should I feel bad for not wanting to do some of the things that other people want to do, whether they are Christian or not? How do I know God is talking to me? Why is it so hard to read certain books in the Bible? Like, why don't I instantly understand what this book is talking about? You know, um, what will life be like when God, when Jesus returns? How do I have conversations with Christians, non-believers, and other people of um, different religious um, beliefs? You know, how do I pray? So those were a lot. It, I had a lot more, and the ones that that was just seemed to bother me the most I prayed about. Really, I would I just have to say this before I start because even though this episode is about how to deal with your emotions or how I have dealt with them since pretty much just really reconnecting and having this relationship with God. So I had a lot more questions and really my answers to these questions, a lot of them didn't come right then and there. Um, actually, I just found out last month, like a light bulb went off that I understood that God talks to people in different ways. Some people can actually hear God's voice. Some people um, will get it, will get told through other people, signs will come up. But for me, God speaks to me through his word, through scripture. And some people, you know, they can talk to God in their sleep. Some people could just be sitting down somewhere and then God would show up. But God speaks to me through scripture. So that's how I get I get all of my answers. And it's really, when you think about it, it's really interesting. And we are blessed with different gifts. And it's so crazy because I've now, now that I've read, like reading the Bible, I think I have three more chapters of the Old Testament to read. And the Old Testament is such a, an interesting, beautifully written book. It's so beautiful. It's poetic. It's a guide to life. Like any issue you can think of, it is found in the Old Testament. I just really feel like the Bible, it does not get enough credit. A lot of people I know read it and I know it's like one of the most 
read or sold books in the world, but people just really don't know like what's in this book is very powerful. But my answers have come through the word, through the Bible, and they have not been like as clear as day. Um, This is work. I don't know if I said this in previous uh, episodes, but it's work. It's so I understand now more than ever why a lot of people aren't interested and why they don't get even, you know, started. Because for one, you got to work on yourself. We are complicated individuals. So just to even try to start digging away at that and then you have to start trying to figure out what this thing is all about. It takes work. But like I said before, because I will never stop saying it, this is my testimony. Nothing else in my life that I tried to do or that I tried to get from others worked. Nothing else worked. Okay, I tried everything and I'm so glad. Well, I won't say I tried everything because there are other things I could have tried, but I didn't. Like I tried things that I that were considered, I guess, considered good things to try, but it didn't work and it did not work and it did not work. It did not work. Okay, so the only thing I mean, instantly, as soon as I just was like, okay, I the only thing left to try for me is to try God to go to Jesus to um, accept him into my life. And let's start by reading this word. Let's get into it. And I'm telling you. And a whole lot has changed. <laughs> Just the language of the Bible is so interesting to me. After I finished reading the entire book, Old and New Testament, I am thinking about like what other ways I want to read it. Um, I was also saying to one of my friends that I don't want to become the person that knows the whole, like can quote scripture and knows everything about the Bible but because I know everything so much, I can't learn anything new. I feel like the Bible, you every day you pick it up, every time you read it, you're supposed to get something new from it. Um, and that's what I want. So I think the next time that I, after I read it from cover to cover, I want to go back and learn about the prophets, learn about the different nations that were in it, learn about, you know, the timelines, um, even learn about the different people that we don't even talk about much, everyone has a role. And that lets me know that even when we think we don't have nothing to contribute to this life, we do. Every person is special. Just because you don't get called, just because when you pass away, people don't put it out there on social media or in the news like a celebrity or something doesn't mean you didn't leave a mark, you know? So everybody is important. Everyone is special. And this is a big one for me. How do you forgive? That was something I have to learn too. how to forgive. So just really quick, um, forgiveness, when you think about it, there is um, a person in the Bible whose original name was Saul, but God changed it to Paul. And again, I haven't, I'm not at that level to where I can tell you all the details about people because I'm just reading the Bible and picking up on the things that I can pick up. I'm not trying to understand and remember everything at this time. I feel like the Bible is so um, timeless that you can grow with it. You can age with it, get old with it. And again, learn new things as you go. I don't think you're supposed to just open it up and know everything. It's, it shouldn't be like that. But um, he was a person who actually persecuted Christians at that time. 
um, in his lifetime, he was one of those people, if you believed in God, you were killed by him. And God called him and pretty much changed his life, made him a believer. He started to believe in God and he started to go around the world and start preaching the word of God to people and helping people to see the beauty in what it means to be a loving person and to forgive. God called him and he answered. And so he changed his life around. That's why one of the things um, when it came to the... I'm all over the place at this point, but I'm just trying to warm, get the seat warmed up. <laughs> I was, this is just something that popped in my head. Um, I think it was a movie or a, the green Mal about the, um, I haven't seen that movie in years, but that just popped in my head because I think about executions and I'm thinking to myself, that's, that's why I've never been on board with it. I feel like if a person does a sinful act, and this is another one. All sins are the same. Whether you are murdering someone or you are um, basically bullying someone, to me, they're all the same because you're mistreating a person. Yes, with murdering you, that person doesn't come back. But I still believe like you have to sit in that. You will have to pay for what you did by God's way. Trying to seek revenge and all that, I always feel like God can get people way better than I can. So all I'm going to do is pray for them and hope that they'll survive whatever God is going to um, bring to them. And that's the that's acknowledging the power of God. And to me, when you try to put things in your own hands, when you allow your emotions to get involved, you are limiting God's power as well as quenching the Holy Spirit. That's another question I had. What is the Holy Spirit? How do you get it? What's that about? Um, but again, we're going to get into this. This episode is going to be a little different because I found a lot of resources that I can read to you. So I'm mostly going to be reading to you. So this beginning part, the first 20 minutes is just me talking just to kind of, like I said, get the seat warmed up so you can understand where I'm going with this and what my thoughts are. I didn't write anything down as far as what to say and how to say it. I just went off the top of the dome and I have all these scriptures that I'm going to read to you. I also have uh, two blog posts that I'm going to be reading to you. So um, I hope you nice and comfortable. I hope you got nice and comfortable from the jump. <laughs> but uh, let's let's get into it. Oh, and I just want to say from before I start, y'all do not have to be perfect. It hits my heart a little bit when people say that you have to be perfect to be a follower of God. It's like people forget that not everyone grew up in a church. Not everyone just instantly knew who knew about God from the beginning. Like a lot of people have to learn and a lot of people are still learning. Some people may know God and acknowledge and acknowledge him, but they don't live according to how God has called them to live. And that's another thing. We're all called to live differently. This is something that I think, again, it started in school. It's like this whole everybody's on this. We all have to stay in the straight line. We all have to dress in uniform. That's not how it, it is with God. I believe that um, we all have different uh, talents for a reason. We all have different personalities for a reason. And a bad attitude is not a personality. I don't care what you say. <laughs> Stop wearing your emotions on your sleeve like that. That is not cute. <laughs> Remember, let that goodness in you shine. That's what God wants you to show as a believer. When you are a believer of God, I feel like you're supposed to show all of those good traits. 
so that other people can ask like what is that how do you get that and you can say it is god and they will go to god through jesus christ so they will be saved and they will know that's the only way to go i hope this is not confusing if any of it is i know i will cut some of it out so that it makes sense but at the end of the day this is a daily walk do not try to live this life um after knowing christ and being renewed in your mind and spirit and in your in your flesh do not try to compare <laughs> your life your walk to someone else's you know some of us don't want to call ourselves christians i know i am I'm still battling that too because it's just what the majority I see of when it comes to Christians. We're quick to call ourselves Christians, but we don't show what being a Christian is all about. Like I would just rather show someone who I am and whose I am than tell them, yeah, I'm a Christian and then not even be living to how I'm supposed to be. And I believe that's why so many people fall. A lot of us out here think that by saying we're a Christian, that we're just automatically going to go to heaven. Again, you got to work. So this lifetime, this life is a chance for you to get it right. So that when you, when it, your time does come, you know, you won't have anything to worry about. I ain't never been heaven. You know, I ain't never died before. So I can't tell you what it's like, but I know one thing I do not fear death. To me, when that time comes, that means I've done everything that I that God had me to do. It is complete. I mean, of course, everybody wants to live a long life. But honestly, now that I know what I know, I, I'm, I'm ready to go when God calls me home, you know? So <laughs> that's just, that's honestly, that's just real. And that's just how I feel about it. Y'all, we live in a day and an age where resources are so easily accessible that there is like no excuse to not get help. You know, you don't have to just go to a, a pastor. You don't have to just go to a friend or a family member. Um, You can actually get help from God's people through the internet. There are, like I said, plenty of blog posts, plenty of commentaries, plenty of even videos, like I watch videos to break down um, or to describe what is this book in the Bible about? Who is this prophet? Tell me. I use them as resources. Now, this is what I have to throw out there because a lot of people who are old school learners <laughs> as far as um, with the Bible and God, they are very... I don't know the word, but they do, they don't, they don't trust it like that. They don't go to different resources because they just feel like that's just not it. You got to either get it from your church or you have to get it from the Bible. I believe that that's why you have to pray for discernment, which means you're going to test things. You're going to ask God, is this, does this measure up? Does, is this right? Is what this person wrote that, um, does this match up to what, what you were actually saying in this Bible, Father? Is that true? And I believe I do have the gift of discernment because 
I will find stuff and I will look at it and I won't even get halfway through and something will be like, no, this is not scripturally accurate. This doesn't even sound like God and I will click off of it. And it's not my emotions in it. That's what we're talking about today. It's that discernment. It's that knowledge that God gave me that this is not what I'm talking about in this part. This is this person's own personal um, emotion about it and how they feel. And I feel like even in this um, Christianity and religious perspective, it's a lot of emotion that's involved in it. And the only emotion that should be really in it is love. But for some reason, you have all these people that want to tell people what to do and how to do it. If they don't do it a certain way that they going to hell, you know, that is not <laughs> nobody can tell anybody that they're going to hell because while you over there telling everybody they're going to hell, you could be the exact main one going to hell. So I would refuse. It would never come out of my head mouth that someone is going to hell. Um, I believe that as long as you have lungs in your, um, as long as you have breath in your lungs, you have a chance to correct yourself and to get right with God. So resources, I test them all. I read them to make sure they are sound. Now I also have to say there are some people that even though there are slight things that I don't agree with as far as what maybe like they may do certain things that I just, I don't agree with. And I don't think that that makes them not a Christian or a bad person. I just don't agree with that thought or, you know, something like that. But their overall message could be very clear. And that's what I would take. I would take what I feel like anybody across the spectrum would understand or would see or it really goes with the the word. But as far as what they do in their personal lives or how they view certain things, I'm like, okay, that's just their opinion. It's not basically factual in the Bible. Now, some stuff people take to heart and they run with it and they will tell you this is in the Bible. This is what God means. Again, you have to test it. Only if a person is doing something that God says, you know, is sin. That's my thing. As long as they're not being sinful, then I'm I'm like, okay, that's just your opinion. Okay, now, finally, at 30 minutes, we are going to get into what this is all about. So I'm just going to read some scripture to you. And I'm just going to say a little bit of my commentary here and there. But this is just all about our emotions. So in Nahum... N-A-H-U-M, I'm still learning how to say these names. (laughs) Uh, Chapter one, verse three, it says, Yahweh is slow to anger and great in power. Yahweh is um, God's name in Hebrew. Let me continue. Nahum, chapter one, verse three. Yahweh is slow to anger and great in power, but he will by no means leave the guilty unpunished. Yahweh has his path in the whirlwind and in the storm and the clouds are the dust beneath his feet. When I was reading this, I had to write, this is why we should not let our emotions drive us to do evil because God would take care of it all. Another scripture, this is Ephesians chapter four, verses 25 through 32. And this is the new King James version. So it has titles. And the title for verses 25 through 32 says, do not grieve the spirit. When I was learning about the Holy Spirit, I would hear do not quench the spirit. So basically do not do 
anything that will cause you not to fully receive, you know, the spirit of God. So it says, do not grieve the spirit versus, I'm sorry, Ephesians 4 verses 25 through 32. Therefore, put in a way lying let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. We're family, y'all. Be angry and do not sin. It is okay to be upset. It's okay to be sad. That's the thing. It's okay to have your emotions. Just do not act on them because your actions on them will cause you to sin. Okay, so let me go back. <laughs> Therefore, put in away lying. Let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for a necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers, hearers like people that hear <laughs> and do not grieve the holy spirit of god by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption let all bitterness wrath anger clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another tender-hearted forgiving one another even as god in christ forgave you and that's what it is all about okay love and forgiveness um and then i have this one isaiah um, chapter 55 verses 8 through 9 and then verse 12 so let me read verses 8 through 9 first for my thoughts are not your thoughts nor are your ways my ways says the lord for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts this is a very important um scripture because it ha <laughs> it reminds me that I'm not, I'm not supposed to know it all. Okay. There are some things that God has hidden from us on purpose and he will reveal it when that time comes. And I think that's a great thing. Could you imagine if we all knew the day we were going to die or if we all knew what was going to happen next? Like if we could predict, could you imagine if we just knew everything, everything that God knew that would be too much for our little, our little bodies. Okay. You got to remember God is the creator. He made us. So of course, we're not going to be thinking like him. We're not going to know everything because he created us. Yeah, I want to know about this or how to do this and I'm going to pray on it. And maybe God hasn't given me that answer like when I maybe wanted it, <laughs> but eventually he will. And that's what faith and hope and trust in God is about. Like, you know, God is our father. He is a parent. And just like a parent, forgive sticks, he in the background barking. <laughs> and just like a parent who knows their child, they're not going to tell the child every single thing. They just going to tell them what they need to know up to that point, you know? So then verse 12 says, for you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains and the hills shall bring forth into singing before you and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. That is peace. Okay, it's peace, 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 peace. And that's what the beautiful thing is about God. Okay, now I'm going to read to you the blog post that I wanted to read to you. Um, It shouldn't be too long. I'm a fast reader, um, but I'm going to read it to where you can clearly hear me. 
there are a few scriptures in this and this blog post is from desiringgod.org the title of it is your emotions are a gauge not a guide it was written on august 3rd 2012 by john bloom who is a staff writer of desiringgod.org okay and i'm not going to read from the beginning i just want to start the important part um so it says your battle today will not be against flesh and blood but the deceitful forces of evil and the deceitfulness of indwelling sin and these two forces are going to try to use your emotions against you so it might be helpful by way of preparation to remember the purpose of emotions so you can fight more effectively and know when to counter them god desire your emotions to be gauges not guides they're meant to report to you not dictate you the pattern of your emotions, not every <laughs> caffeine-induced or sleep-deprived one, will give you a reading on where your, ho- your hope is because they are wired into what you believe and value and how much. That's why emotions like delight, affection, fear, anger, joy, etc. are so important in the Bible. They reveal what your heart loves, trusts, and fears. At Desiring God, we like to say pleasure is the measure of your treasure. Because the emotion of pleasure is a gauge that tells you what you love. But because our emotions are wired into our fallen natures, as well as into our regenerated natures, natures, sin and Satan have access to them and will use them to try and manipulate us to act faithlessly. That's why our emotional responses to temptation can seem like imperatives. You must do, etc., etc., um, so and so, so and so, you know, rather than indicatives, here's what you're being told. Just remember that's deceit. Emotions aren't imperatives, they're not your boss, they're indicatives, they're reports. That's why Paul wrote in Romans chapter 6, verse 12, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, body that you should obey it in its lust. So, get ready today. Be like in first peters 5 8 be sober be watchful because your adversary the devil walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour he will make promises to and or threats against you he will likely try and tap into your weak areas of unbelief and you may find your emotions surging in the wrong direction When that happens, don't be overly impressed. Remember that your emotions are gauges, not guides. Let them tell you where the attack is being made so you can fight it with the right promises and go to a trusted friend for prayer, perspective, and counsel if you need to. And remember that this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 17, for our light affliction, which is before a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. And very soon is going to be over. And God, your great reward will be all the inheritance you will you will ever want forever. So your hope fully. So set your hope fully on that. Um, in that quote, Second Corinthians four seventeen, I kind of had an idea of what it was about, but I had to go look it up and just see what I could find. And on this website called Bible Ref, uh, b i b l e r e f dot com. It says, what does 2 Corinthians 4.17 mean? It goes through how, you know, Paul actually was suffering, you know, after becoming a Christian. But 
it says in that quote that I just read to you, 2 Corinthians 4, 17, he makes a comparison of magnitude and time. Uh, weighted on a scale, any suffering in this life is far outweighed by the glory of the life to come. And in measured in time, the suffering here happens in an instant and replaced by glory forever. Um, because he knows this to be true, Paul refreshes, refuses to lose heart, to give up, even when the suffering in this life feels unbearable. And I wanted to say that part because the reason why I think a lot of people also get turned off by Christianity or the people in it or anything about it is because they are expecting things to change as far as when people see them. They got it going on. <laughs> uh, they want to feel happy 100% of the time. Like they are blessed to impressed and, and not stressed. <laughs> I remember looking at different, uh, I guess they're supposed to be like Christian books. And it's like too blessed to be stressed. You know, like all these things of, I don't know. It, it comes off a little artificial though too. Because it is so much of how, how looks like I was saying in the last uh, podcast episode about how I thought confidence was basically an appearance type of thing when it's really the an inward thing. And I believe that's the same way for being a Christian or believing in God. We are still going to go through bad things. We're still bad. Things are still going to happen to us. But we have to know that a lot of times God is using us to be a blessing to somebody else. He's using us so we can experience something and that way have a report <laughs> to share with other like in a testimony. And also the things in his life, they're all going to perish. They're not going to last forever. Just like it said here, measured in time, the suffering that you have here on earth is only for an instant. It's like a roller coaster ride. You're going to have your highs and you're going to have your lows, but the thing that's supposed to remain constant is supposed to be God in your life, your faithfulness, your hope in him, your belief in him, and just wanting to live your life according to the way he has called you to live. And remember that another good way to test it all is to line it up. Just go back to scripture. If anyone tells you um, a certain thing is right or wrong, just always go back to the Bible. That's how I check. And that's how I know. You know, whether something is right, it actually comes from God or if somebody is just saying something just to say something. This is the last uh, verse I want to read to you. And it's called mortify your earthly members, basically put flesh to death. Um, like it, I read earlier, this is not a battle that is physical. It's a spiritual battle. Everything we're going through in life is spiritual and it will sound scary if you're not in the know of what's going on. But again, like I said, I feel like a lot of us aren't really paying attention to what's really going on. Some things happen because it has to happen because God is making a way for his plans to go accordingly so that in the end, he gets to come back. Jesus gets to come back, take his people with him in in his kingdom. And then everything else that was just here to cause terrible things that happened that was ran by the devil it has to be put down let me read to you colossians chapter 3 verses 5 through 17 again mortify your earthly members put flesh to death your body your human body the physical stuff therefore put to death your members which are on the earth fornication uncleanness passion evil desire and covetousness which is idolatry 
Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. We have to remember, this is me going off, but I had to say this. We have to remember that even though there are people out there that are doing things that once you turn over um, to God and you try to put your worldly ways back, like you don't want to have any part of that anymore. You have to remember that there are still people that you will have to talk to in this world. There's still people you have to um, work with, you know, still people you will have to come across and deal with because we were once the same. We have to remember that. That's why it's all it's a heart thing. You know, it's a love thing. You have to remember that back to the Colossians. <laughs> this is uh, verse eight. But now you yourselves are to put off all things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all, is all and in all. That verse... Um, Verses 8 through 11, or especially verses 9 through 11, where it's talking about how you basically have to take off that old person, that old person used to be put on that new person that's according to the way God has called you to live. And then everything else doesn't matter whether you are a Greek or Jew at that time, black or white, Christ wants all of his children as one. All these divisions and dividings, it, mm -mm, it ain't going to work, okay? We have to all come together. Okay, I'm going to continue. This one has a title that says, Character of the New Man. This is continuing with Colossians chapter 3. This is verses 12 to 17. And it reads, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against one another, against another even as Christ forgave you so you also must do but above all these things put on love which is the bond of perfection and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also you are called in one body and be thankful let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in, in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I mean, that's just the icing on the cake. Emotions. Control your emotions. You can have any emotion you want, but do not allow that emotion to make you a slave to it. There has been plenty of time where I wanted to react to what somebody else was doing but because i remembered that this is a spiritual battle and not a physical one a lot of times people are used by the devil to do things to you to tick you off because the devil knows your weaknesses this devil has been around a long time okay he has studied us if there's one thing he has mastered he has mastered how to get us where he wants us and just because you don't do you have eliminated all these other sins out of your life doesn't mean you don't have those weaknesses. It could be you are pretty just mind your own business. Somebody out of nowhere is just, they looking cute. You like, oh, you is cute over there. Look at your cute self. But <laughs> I know where I am. <laughs> and I know I am not ready for a relationship. I know that I do not want to be um, in that area. And this is something I learned too. If you ever want to know 
if it's that time for you to be in a relationship with somebody to where you can be married to a person, God will not set up a person for you when he's working on you. If you know that God is working on you, ignore the devil trying to trip you up because that's what it is. He said, oh, I'm going to put something enticing in your way. And that's going to make you forget all about God <laughs> because I, I just threw something to your weakness. So it makes sense to me that if God knows that he has you focused on him, he will not bring something off from the side to just, you know, get you off your game. Like, no, you're focused on God. This is a jealous God. We are only supposed to be focused on him. He's number one. So if he's going to bring anything to your attention, it's only going to help you to continue to build a relationship with him, relationship with him and keep that moving, keep that going, building on that to make it stronger, you know? This is just all beautiful. It's all amazing. Again, this is just the beginning of my journey. So later on down the line, I may listen to these episodes and be like, mm, I probably shouldn't said that. You know, it's a learning thing, but that's the beauty of it. I am so glad that each day is a new day <laughs> so that I can recover from what I did the day before or in the past as long as I keep God in my life. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. I hope it wasn't too long. I just want to help you out there if you are dealing with how to handle or control your emotions. And the best answer is to not allow those emotions to take you to step two. Okay, keep it at step one and then take it to zero. Do not go from zero to 100 real quick. They lied to you. Okay, don't do that. Mm -mm. That has a lot of people lost lives going from zero to 100 real quick. So don't do it. <laughs> don't do it that is it everybody um y'all have a blessed blessed day forgive love and no matter what happens no matter what happens remember god is with you blessings and peace bye bye